Welcome back into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast coming at you on Wednesday, January 26th. Live in it. In charge. (laughs) Are you going to say live from Dallas, Texas? (laughs) (laughs) One of us. Yes, one. No, got a big show. We're going to recap the rest of the games, talk a little college b-ball news to start it off, and then close out the show with our uh, golf recap from the weekend. Had American Express tournament. Uh, one of us, one of us is uh, doing a little bit better in our pick than the other. But we'll, uh, spoiler alert: it is me. <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that later on in the. I would episode. say so. <laughs> But uh, before we check in with our host, co-host Jell here, can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Type in Dead Arm Sports into that search bar. will be the first thing that pops up. Check us out on our socials. I can be found at DasJPEC. That's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Jell can be found at DasJell. That's at D-A-S-J-E-L. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us in a screenshot of that review. We'll get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. Send us any questions, comments, concerns that you have about the show. More than happy to answer any questions that you have and want to do some more mailbag here as well. So send us in those questions and guarantee to read them on our next pod and answer those for you. Otherwise, Jell, how you doing today? What you sipping on? Well, I have to give a little shout out to my dog Sonny. Actually, it what up, uh, Sonny? Sunday was his fourth birthday. Happy birthday! So he's uh, he's 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 turning into a man right now. So that puts him at what thirty two and twenty four. Twenty four. Oh, is it I think six? It's seven. I think it's seven. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so twenty. That's hey. That's football <laughs> math right there. Yes. Or no twenty. 28 is it tw- is it six seven. or is it seven i don't know he's either 24 or 28 i don't know whatever whatever it is shout so, out to stoughton high school math <laughs> hashtag imp oh gosh <laughs> the best yeah the best Repress yeah no memories. we went for a nice you know nice long walk went and got him a huge ass uh frosted biscuit for his uh, little birthday treat said happy birthday on it and he got to and a real cute cashier at the uh, at the pet store wanted nice. to take a picture of him. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. Not for me, but good for him. <laughs> <laughs> I am sipping on ya boy, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. Ooh, nice. Get, getting a little wintry over here. I like it. I like it. I am still on the light beer train. Got a nice uh, bush light this time. So. Boosh. Yes. Always like goes it. down like smooth. It a lot. All right. Before we get into the rest of the game recaps, just had a little bit of college basketball news for you. Got the new poll out today. We're recording on Monday. AP poll released Auburn number one for the first time in school history. They were number one for the first time on Joe Lenardi's Bracketology last week, but had a big week and well, hit well, that number one spot. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. For them. <laughs> yeah. From, uh, from the AP. Yeah, absolutely. Curious on uh, the last 
SEC team not named Kentucky to be number one? Probably Florida teams back in the day with Billy Donovan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think like LSU when they had Ben Simmons. They didn't even make the tournament. Uh, yeah, those Florida teams were legit. The uh, South Carolina never did anything. Never really did anything. Tennessee, one I final think, had four some run, top ten. But... Tennessee had some top ten runs, but they, I don't think they ever reached number one. Damn, you might. That might be. I wonder. That might be it. Yeah. That might be those. That might be those Billy Donovan, Joakim Noah, uh, Corey Brewer. They had one other guy that made the league. Horford. Al Horford. Yep. Oh yeah, those teams were. I mean, and going back to back, those teams were pretty damn stacked. So yeah, no, they but, had. Yeah, a, I don't know program. that that might be that might be outside of Kentucky, obviously, but that might be it. Yeah, no, I'll have to check that out. Badgers had a tough loss on Friday against MSU, Michigan State. Tyler Wall was out, so that was a big, big loss for them. Big guy. Well, down he's the low. one that balled. He balled out the the game before. Yeah, or uh, up until he it's got hurt. So. Yep. Yeah. So Badgers ended up falling at home to Michigan State. Michigan State is 10 in the country now. Badgers are at 11. So didn't drop too much, three spots, but still have quite a bit going into the heart of the Big Ten schedule. So have, of course, always some tough road games coming up, which any any road game is a tough one. Still hurts when you wake up to, uh, you know, like this is coming from, you know, I'm, I'm waking up to a notification from Bleacher Report. I don't even follow. I don't even know if I follow the Badgers on there. And I wake up to a notification, just Badgers fall out of the top 10. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> like, <laughs> happy Monday. Yeah, right. What are we? <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, they're, they're still, they should still. Finish. I think they're this team is legit. They can finish strong. They have a top five player in the country, at least as of right now, and they'll finish strong. I but it's just going to come down to them maintaining how they're playing now. And once we get into conference tournament season, you know that's when it's going to matter. That's when it's really going to matter for for final uh, for the final seating on on selection Sunday. Yeah, no, just have to stay hot and maintain that going into stay hot, the tournament. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. So we, so Josh uh, sent over a a little uh, a little photo of the top uh, or what was it the uh, three score or three point most three pointers made in Badgers history. <laughs> Bronson Koenig <laughs> was at the top after he did his work over four years. Brad Davison ends up. Uh, he ended up breaking that record. Not yet. He's got two extra. He's he one back. No. So he's okay. So he's one back of Bronson Koenig, but he's got two extra effing years on him because the dude's <laughs> a super super senior. Yeah. Like I don't know. Some you know. Do you, do you throw an asterisk? Uh, kind of, kind of like to. a PED. I mean, kind of a PED era asterisk uh, next to. I mean, <laughs> next he can't. To, Brad Davison can't help it, but I mean, you got to take a look at that. And at least when you say he's the all-time leading scorer, you have to at least put the years that he was there for six years as opposed to... He's been here forever. (laughs) He's been a Badger forever. It's insane. Amazing. (laughs) All right, let's transition over to our game recaps. Got the Sunday games on the slate to break down and discuss today. First one... It was ugly in the first half. Tampa Bay looked like they didn't show up and were in off-season mode 
Los Angeles was doing whatever they wanted to, and all of a sudden the game script turned. Cam Akers had a couple costly fumbles in this one after coming back. Oh, my back. God. Costly? Damn. Yeah. Dude, that one at the end of the first half. I know you're going to get into it, but the one at the end of the first half, if he if they if he would have kept on to that ball and they scored a touchdown there, I mean that would have been it would have been an absolute rout. Yeah, that was a huge momentum shift for Tampa. Yep. Yeah, Los Angeles again, like we had touched on yesterday, kicked game winning field goal, ended up winning thirty to twenty seven. This was the lone game of the weekend that Gel and I were both on the same page. Had Los Angeles on this one so i had la winning i don't know where you sat on that i know i had him straight up i almost i almost put money down but i've been on such a damn cold streak that (laughs) i decided not to nice (laughs) yeah otherwise it los angeles for a while there towards the end it looked like they were gonna blow it and then Stafford ended up hitting Cooper Cup down the middle of the field, wide open for huge play, set them up to kick the game-winning field goal. It just was insane to me that Tampa Bay, their defense on that last play to Cooper Cup, you know he is the one guy that is capable of beating you and getting that big play. Why are you not double-teaming him? It was the same thing I was thinking during the Packer game when they were playing against San Francisco. Devontae Adams is absolutely kicking your ass. He's the only one that Rodgers is consistently looking at. Why don't you double-team these guys? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. The one with Cup is completely inexcusable. They ran on that play. They ran. So Cup was lined up in the slot off of the right tackle and they had a corner a slot corner that was on him and that slot corner blitzed which left that deep safety one-on-one with cooper cup when the only thing at that time that could beat you is a deep ball and of course it's it's you know antoine winfield jr great safety he's i think he's awesome but he doesn't, but he's a safety. He's not, you know, he's not Jalen Ramsey over here. He's not, he's not like a stud cover corner. He's a safety. So you leave him one-on-one with the triple crown winning wide receiver. Idiotic. And I, I get that, you know, the Bucks have, they had been playing that entire second half really aggressive, you know, getting into Stafford's face. And that did, that did yeah, play a huge factor back, in them coming back. But with such a small amount of time left, I mean, it was under a minute left in that game. What are they like? The last thing you can have is a deep ball. So they blitz. They so they blitz the slot corner just to have cup one-on-one with a safety. And he obviously got completely burned. Stafford did throw an absolutely money ball though there so i have to give stafford some credit on that pass but tampa that ball shouldn't have even been in that route if if you're tampa's defense you can't even allow that ball to be thrown you have to be covering deep And, and winfield was he just couldn't match cup and really no db this season has been able to match cup 
So yeah, why are you blitzing the guy that's mashed up with him instead of having him stay in coverage and then have Winf... You should have that slot corner that's right in front of Cup stay with him the entire route, and then you got Winfield as a second yeah, DB there. shadow that side of the field. Exactly. It, just just absolutely mind-blowing. I, I The one guy. The one guy. Rush your... Rush your Front four, which they had been getting a lot of pressure on uh, that that L.A. front or that L.A. offensive line, especially in the second half. They they had they created a lot of pressure. Is that you know you blitz that corner? Is it worth the risk? Clearly not. <laughs> Speaking of mind boggling, too, Gel. I know I had. Uh let you know about my thoughts on this when you're texting back and forth during the game, but what in the hell are the Tampa Bay fans doing leaving the game at halftime? Yeah, I know it's a blowout, and I know that your odds of coming back weren't good, but this is why you stayed you till Brady, the game. Man. You got Tom Brady, You have Tom Brady, and that's just... There's just especially, so many bandwagon fans that it just... It drives me nuts. Like, you're paying so much money to go to a playoff game that and then you leave at halftime it there's no excuse <laughs> it, well, you you could you could literally hear how like quiet that crowd was like nor like if that if that game was at soldier field if that game was at lambo if that game was at really most fan bases uh, kansas city on some of these third downs when Tampa needed to make a stop when they were coming back, like, normally you'd hear a huge roar. But, like, <laughs> but you hear Tampa and it's like, like <laughs> no, just, it was, you could, it was barely even audible on the TV. It, I mean, LA might as well have been playing at their own stadium. On it. Actually, no, maybe not, because a lot of times when teams come into L.A., like opposing teams, you know, when San Fran came to L.A., it was like 75% uh, Niner fans. So, like, <laughs> like, the Rams probably felt like they were playing at home there because there was nothing from the crowd at all. Leaving at halftime, like, yeah, I, I don't know, you're in Tampa, you can go out and hang out on the beach and have yourself a marg or a Mai Tai or whatever. But if that's what you want to do, then don't go to the game. I, I, I don't know. Absolutely an absolutely mind fuck. Yeah. Do you have anything, any other notes here, Joe, before we dive more into Tampa Bay? I was just, I, I, I don't know. Rams looked really damn good, man. I, they're, the, the amount of talent that they have, that defensive front seven. You've got Aaron Donald coming up the middle. Von Miller looks when he's just needs he to rush the passer. He looks healthy now and looks awesome that game. Healthy, and when he just needs to rush the passer, awesome. Leonard Floyd on the other side, awesome. So you've got pressure coming up the middle and on both sides. What are you supposed to do? You'd think Tom Brady would be the one that could handle that. I don't think Jimmy G is going to be able to handle that, but we'll touch more on that uh, in, later, you know, later on in the week. Yep. No, Tampa Bay, better or worse next year. They finished at 13-4. and four. You'd 
tweeted over, sent me over that uh, little snippet about Levante David. And there was turmoil in the Bucks locker room all year. Antonio Brown was there. This is, we got news coming out on Sunday before the game that sources were saying that Tom Brady's future is uncertain after this year. He's going to be taking some time to look it over, which is something that we haven't really had in previous years. He's always, yeah, I'll be back. Whether it was him leaving New England, you weren't sure that year if he was going to be back with the Patriots or what he was doing, but he's 44 years old, going to be 45 next season. If he's not back, this team, Kyle Trask isn't the answer. So you have to <laughs> figure out God. what you're doing there, but. Chris Godwin was playing on the franchise tag. You had a lot of guys that signed That's one right. year deal yeah, for yeah, another right. run. So that. if Tom Brady doesn't come back, I'd imagine Gronk's probably done. You could end up seeing a huge turnover with this Bucks team. So this it 13 and 4, no, they're not going to finish 13 and 4 next year even if Brady's back, but that is going to take a huge dip if Tom Brady does decide to hang up the cleats. So what do you do then? Look at that division. Look at how putrid, with no Tom Brady, look at how putrid that division is. Yeah. I mean, who do you who do you put as the front runner if there's no Brady? You can't really go Carolina. They don't have a quarterback. Do you go Falcons with Matt Ryan? No. <laughs> or do you just trust, you know, trust Sean Payton to get to nine wins and this is the new NFC East? I think it's a new I mean, it's, NFC it's really East. bad without yeah. Tampa being great. No. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I think there's no chance at, at 13 wins, though. I Obviously, Brady's not there. Obviously not. But there's it's such a there's so many vets on that team that these people, I mean, these players, they just start to break down. They start to get old and kind of get what you get out of them now i mean i i feel like last year was it felt like last year really for this team with how many veterans they had was kind of like the last you know go at the last realistic let's get a super bowl here i know brady came into this year saying that he wanted to go undefeated because he couldn't finish off uh that that year when they went 18 and 0 and then lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. But I just don't you can't with how old this roster is, even if Brady comes back, 13 win and 13 wins is a lot. Yeah. So I don't see them any chance at this happening again. No. I don't I don't think so either. All right, moving into the last game which I was holding my breath. We'd had three great games up to this point in time, and I was like, oh, this is the one I was looking forward to the most. Thought that this would be like the game of the weekend. And I, before, I just have one nugget left that I, for, that I forgot to mention. So regarding Tampa, Tom Brady was the regular season passing leader in terms of yards. Guess how many of those regular season passing leaders have won a Super Bowl? Zero. Zero. <laughs> I don't know. I it, And it's that we've gone through 50. This is Super Bowl 57 now going to be 56, 57. So Owen 56 or Owen 57. 
at this point pretty fucking nuts that is nuts <laughs> just, a, just a little a nugget there fact. no i like fun that. fact <laughs> take that one to the bar right see if you can see if you can uh bet somebody a shot or something on that one yeah probably get a shot out of somebody for that yeah that sunday night game though kansas city ended up winning 42 36 in overtime this was one of the best games I have ever seen in my entire life. 25 points scored combined in the last two minutes of the game. Insane. To get it to overtime. <laughs> Buffalo drives down, <laughs> scores a touchdown. Then Kansas City is fighting to try and get a touchdown to take the lead back. <laughs> Tyree Kill, 60-plus yard touchdown. <laughs> Think the Bills are done? Nope. Oh, Josh Allen seemed, yeah, drives them down. Yeah, water. Drives him down, <laughs> converts, finds Gabe Davis for his fourth touchdown of the game. Leaves 13 seconds left on the clock and pretty much took the wind out of the sails of the Kansas City's crowd. And what what happens? Patty Mahomes hits Travis Kelsey, hits Tyree Kill, Ty- set him up into field goal range, kicks the field goal to tie it. And then something we'll dive on towards the end of this. The dumbest thing in all of pro sports that... Kansas City wins the coin toss, drives down the field, scores a touchdown, and we never see Josh Allen on the field again. And what was an absolutely epic back and forth, Josh Allen's, Patty Mahomes. I'm excited. I mean, these are two of the premier quarterbacks in all of football, and this will not be the last time we see these two teams matched up in the playoffs. Mahomes and Allen in this game combined for 844 yards and eight touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag stat that. Hashtag AWS. Hashtag not a sponsor. A- insane. Just it, it, like you said, unbelievable game. And honestly, just like as somebody here, my heart was already ripped out as a, you know, as a Packer fan. So... I had a little bit of rooting interest in the Bills just because, just kind of for fun, but mostly I just witnessed possibly. I I know I'm I'm just gonna say this is this is probably the best game of football without me having a rooting interest that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was I <laughs> two minutes left, just just in the final two minutes. Are you kidding me? That's that's one that I'm going to go back and game pass, hit up on the game pass, NFL game pass, hashtag not a sponsor. And <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to hit that up so hard because that was absolutely incredible. I Mo, dude, is there a ceiling to Josh Allen at this point? I mean, he can the dude can run. He can hurdle. He's hurdling linebackers <laughs> on that on that. Yeah. What I thought was the final drive. <laughs> His final drive, I guess. He's out there hurtling linebackers, getting first downs with his leg, and then and then he throws that absolute strike for Gabe Davis's fourth touchdown. Gabe Davis, for uh, fantasy purposes, keep an eye on him for sure going into next season. If you're a dynasty owner of him, like you, uh, you betcha, <laughs> you are in good hands, buddy. Because I think that this is. They're obvi- I don't think they're they're not sitting here getting rid of Stefan Diggs, but Gabe Davis now turns into one of the more premier 
wide receiver two or wide receiver number two options in the league. But either way, not trying to turn this into a fantasy conversation. But yeah, four touchdowns from Gabe Davis. That's the most. Jerry Rice never did this. Gabe Davis, four touchdowns, most touchdowns in a single game in the playoffs of all time. Insane. And that that's but that strike to Gabe Davis at the end of uh at, to finish off that drive looked like dude that looked like it was I mean that ball barely even rose off his hand. I mean it was a fucking liner and that was on a fourth down. The dude is composed and he just sees his guy and he's able to whip it and and get it in there and that the whole thing with Josh Allen going into uh, going into his NFL career was, yeah, he's got this massive arm. Can, if we surround him with the right coaching, can we get him to, you know, fulfill his potential between his speed, his size, and his arm? And the Bills clearly have. And I, I sent this over to you, Josh. Thank God he was not taken first overall by the Browns. He would have just <laughs> been another right. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and no. so he was surrounded by incredible coaching, uh, you know, both between between uh, Sean McDermott as his head coach and then Brian Dable, his OC, who's now getting mad coach head coach offers, which he should. Yep. And and he and Dable wants to be a head coach. And and you you it's just incredible. You've seen such a such a such a maturation of Josh Allen, and I don't know if this guy has a ceiling. I mean, yeah, he can he has to refine a few things. I guess we said the same thing about Mahomes a couple of years ago, but what's the difference now at this at this point? Seriously, what's the difference now between Mahomes and Josh Allen? Not a whole lot. I mean, you look too at. Holmes, I would say that he's got a lot tougher division to play in too. Right now, it's pretty much New England's the only team that Josh Allen has to worry about. Miami, who knows what's going to happen there? They're looking for a new head coach. Jets are the Jets, so. But no, Josh Allen, <laughs> just the <laughs> steps that just he has taken. the Jets entirely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have no, it you can't. Yeah. It's just until it's they just do something, I'm just going to keep dismissing them. It's just <laughs> hilarious that like that's an acceptable thing to do is just dismiss the Jets. Yep, because it's but, true. No, Josh Allen, just the steps he's taken year after year after year. It's it's incredible, and it's he's so much fun to watch. I. Like you had said, I didn't have any rooting interest in this game. I was leaning more so for the Bills just because the Chiefs have been to Super Bowl in back-to-back years. So I wanted somebody else different there. That's usually where my ties lie when I don't have any rooting interest at all. But, man, we were spoiled with this one. Just two epic, epic <laughs> quarterback battles here. And I'm just happy that they're both young and both have teams that are going to be there year after year. So, Again, we should be, this is part, what, two of many, many down the road. This, well, and this is part, I think Josh Allen was very good last year, but I feel like after this game, he's taken another step to be, I I mean, you know, the question was, is, you know, I, I hate using the word elite because some people say that Dak is elite or 
which <laughs> I think that's been proven that that's not the case. But there was also <laughs> like like 12 years ago or whatever, is Joe Flacco elite? So I hate using the word elite because that word can be misconstrued and whatever. But I mean, seriously, where do you throw Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes? I mean, are these the top two guys in the NFL? We're, seriously, that, that AFC, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Herbert, Herbert. I, I was, I was, I, I kind of was thinking about that. Like Mahomes, like I'm going to, I'm going to just, just backtrack about maybe 14 years or so, 12, 10, 12, 14 years. Mahomes, Brady, just where Mahomes is just kind of like, is the king of the AFC. Josh Allen, Peyton Manning. Peyton got his couple years in there with the Colts, and or he got his one year in there with the Colts. Joe Burrow, Big Ben, same division. Joe Burrow, uh, you know, clearly elite, one of the tops at the AFC. And then Herbert and Rivers is just the easy comp, just because, you know, both on the charge with the incredible, I think both incredible talents. I would take Herbert over over Phillip Rivers all day, any day. All day. Uh, but but either way, both on you know still in a clearly dysfunctional organization. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at four amazing quarterbacks over the next hopefully the next decade, hopefully next fifteen years. It's crazy. But th- th- I don't know. Th- it was it was kind of nice to see Clyde actually when he got the ball on the ground. He was averaging like nine yards a carry. So is that something you can look forward to next year? If they give him that opportunity, it just seems like they always have somebody else that's just taken and eaten away carries. So we'll see how the rest of the what postseason you, what progresses. What do you think about Jarek but... McKinnon then? Because he actually, I'm not saying for fantasy, but for a future somewhere as kind of that third down slash receiving back, he looked pretty damn dynamic in this game. Yeah, the only thing that scares me, though, is that he's the third or passing down back on one of the best offenses in the league. So if you put him somewhere else, I don't I don't know if I'm that that's, interested. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, for sure. One thing I do want to discuss, because this was an ongoing topic once this game got done with yesterday, is the NFL needs to change their overtime rules. They need to mirror more of what college does, or at least give both teams an opportunity to match the other one. We were absolutely spoiled by this one, two epic quarterback battles, and then to not even let one of the teams end up getting the ball or having a chance to touch the ball in overtime. I mean, it... It's just stupid. It's just absolutely ridiculous. If you want to leave that during the regular season because they're playing a lot of games, limit the minutes, that's fine. But overtime in the playoffs should not be decided by a coin flip on who gets the ball first and that team, all they have to do is drive down the field and score. I don't know if you want to have something that you just, if the first team scores a touchdown, the other team has the ball and obviously they have to score a touchdown to keep the game going. If you do something more along the lines of what college does, I don't know, but it it just needs a change. I thought it was hilarious because the Chiefs put in a protest to the NFL two years ago when there's <laughs> two or three, three years ago when was, they lost it was the to year that D four jumped off sides. And yep, 
And Brady, yeah, the, championship the game. same thing happened to them. Tom Brady got the ball in overtime first and drove the Patriots down the field. They scored a touchdown. Chiefs never got the ball. And the Chiefs were protesting the league to get the overtime rules changed so that every team gets an opportunity to touch the ball. So I guess at least at this point in time, the Chiefs are pretty happy that nothing. They're at 500, they're at 500 <laughs> with that rule. <laughs> yeah. But where do you, where do you sit with the with this gel i mean it's something has to change (laughs) i mean okay so i hate college overtime i hate it's it's not true football just giving these teams the ball at the 25 yard line and you know hey go score no there's no clock i don't know it's 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 not football to me and the and and the worst part of it is is the you know after the second overtime or whatever the, the automatic for you know, two. Have, just go for two and you know you see and then and then you see this what was it Illinois and uh, I don't know there was like a nine overtime game this season I think it was Illinois Penn State, Penn State eight overtime yeah. game and like you see eight overtimes you're like oh my god that's incredible oh my god I can't believe it and. But it's just two point. It's just two point conversions going back and forth. That doesn't count as overtime. That's not football. That's like that's effectively just doing. You know, it's effectively just doing. You know, a shootout in hockey. So I hate. I hate that part of college overtime. I also just. I don't like the the twenty five. You know, starting at the twenty five yard line. What is the defense supposed to do? I mean, you're screwed unless you unless you pick the ball off. Or force a fumble on like a sack fumble, otherwise you're screwed. So I don't. I I I personally I hate college overtime, but for the NFL, I first off in the regular season they should extend. They need to extend that back to from ten minutes of overtime back to fifteen minutes. We should not. the 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 crappy thing is with that. Let's say the if the offense runs a seven minute possession, kicks a field goal, the other team's just kind of sitting there with, you know, let's let's run a few plays and we got one timeout to work with. I think that's kind of shitty. So I think that should be extended back to fifteen minutes like it was before. But in but in the playoffs, what they the playoffs don't don't talk about the playoffs. I'm going to sorry. Uh. They they really should what you like you said, if the Chiefs come up and score a touchdown and get the extra point, the Bills should have the opportunity to match in the playoffs. Like, I wh- why would that's <sighs> we saw how amazing that game was, and for it to end like that, that's not cool. That's not really fair to the Bills. I don't, I don't. I, I, yeah, that's I don't know. They 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 should either have the opportunity to match or or even take it to the next level and say if they score a touchdown and make the extra point, you have to score a touchdown and go for two and end it there. If that's if you're in if you're in the business of ending the game short. But this this rule doesn't make any sense in in the playoffs. Personal I I don't think it does. No, not at all. So, Jell, Bills, better or worse next year, finished at 11-6, and six, champions of that AFC East division. 
obviously, <laughs> sky's the limit. Josh Allen under contract, young, going to be a factor for that team for a long time to come. Why don't, Diggs, why don't you Gabe take Davis the back? On this. What do you think? I I would almost go over eleven wins. I don't know. They just their offense is clicking right now. The only thing you have a good chance that Brian Dable is going to be gone. Leslie Frazier possibly moving on. So you're going to have to fill two coordinator roles there. But even so, it's going to be the same system that Sean McDermott's had in place. They've got all the pieces there. I don't really see them any worse than eleven wins. I mean, you're going to have at least one win more than likely two against the Dolphins. You're going to have two wins against the Jets. Probably going to split against New England. New England's a tough, but you also have a very good chance of sweeping there. I mean, that's five, six wins right off the bat. And then yeah, you're, you're, easily... you're getting at least four yeah. out of those, out of those so, six games. You're at least getting four wins. I would say I'd be comfortable saying like 12 wins, I think. I, I think they could easily be a 12-5 and five team next year. I would I would take the over as well. I would say 12 kind of feels like the minimum. I think that this is I don't I I mean why can't they win 14 games? Why can't they win 15 games? Their their talent is insane. It obviously comes down to can they retain their current players? I believe I mean Micah Hyde, huge difference maker. Can they hang on to him and can he maintain his play? Because he he's been awesome all year. And you saw that in the in this game that he he was out there making plays. Their front seven, really, really, it's their really their defensive line is absolute is is just they just mash. They get they rotate in and out like six, seven, eight guys. I don't see what's gonna stop them unless you know, unless Stefan Diggs gets all upset again like he did in Minnesota and starts throwing a fit or something but <laughs> but that's cuz but that's cuz he was dealing with Kirk Cousins now he's dealing with arguably the I mean you could make an argument best quarterback in football right now Josh Allen I mean argument can be made so yeah. I don't I they need to obviously continue to improve that run game I think they could use some offensive line help but I, I think 12, 13, 14 wins, absolutely attainable. All right, Joe, before we get into golf, I'll throw a little trivia question at you here. So Here we go. Playoff passing yards. Top five leaders in playoff history for career passing yards in the playoffs. Brady. Yep. <laughs> Has easy. to be number a, one, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> God, do I? Th- I'm gonna throw Peyton in there. Number two. Do I? Rodgers doesn't even throw the ball in the playoffs. At least not downfield. I don't. Let, I'm not counting that. Don't count that. Um. Ooh, but I kind of am interested in maybe far a little Farvy action. I'll throw Drew Brees. Nope. Really? Nope. Wow. He is number seven. Damn. Um. Okay. Let. Big Ben? Yep, number three. So need a four and five. Oh, gosh. Um, hold, please. Can I... Th- uh, let me let me go Aaron Rodgers. Number four. Nice. Do I go Favre? No. 
No, can't do that. Ah, uh, one more. Oh, boy. I can't believe Breeze isn't top five. Let me go Favre. Favre is correct. Yeah! <laughs> Why do I doubt myself? Why am I out here <laughs> doubting myself? Right? Uh, man, right. I can't believe, man, Breeze. I, I don't know. He, he did have some season, like, he obviously started off pretty cold with San Diego at the time, and he had multiple years where the Saints were like eight and eight, seven and nine. So yeah. that had to have been one a killer and done. there. Didn't have a ton of deep ru- and runs one and done. Yep, a couple one and done years, and yeah, I, <laughs> well, uh, Marcus Colston was his best receiver for a while. <laughs> right, Joe Horn. Oof. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's a dude. The cell phone, <laughs> but that's 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 his best. That's his biggest highlight. Great. <laughs> All right, transitioning over to golf. The tournament this last weekend, the American Express in La Quinta, played at three different golf courses. We had touched on Stadium Course, not the hotel, and La Quinta, La Quinta Country Club. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not to be confused. Hashtag one, La Quinta, not a sponsor. Yes, this one was interesting. It was a three-round cut, so you got to play all three courses before the final cuts were made. Not a lot of big names in this towards the end. You had Hudson Swafford was the victor here, had a 23-under winning score. Yeah, exactly. Tom Hogue (laughs) finished in second place with a minus 21. So it wasn't... The outcome, I guess, you're looking for if you are wanting some of the bigger names in golf to be up there, but still entertaining nonetheless. It's always nice when guy makes a par putt on 18 to clinch it, had a nice uh, probably 10, 12-foot putt to sink it to clinch the tournament, but just a fun course. I mean, that 17th hole called Alcatraz, the island green surrounded by the rock walls and Definitely a few casualties hitting the ball into that green <laughs> ricocheting off of the rock. So it was it was fun. Got Tory Pines coming up this week, so they're in the California swing right now. And yeah, it was it was a fun tourney to watch. Yeah, John Rahm was going into this tournament really as the biggest name. I mean, he's at this point yeah, right now number one golf. Number one in golf. Obviously, so he'd be the biggest name going into any tournament, but really I mean, you could say that he's the biggest name in golf right now, at least in terms of how he's been successful lately. He ended up finishing uh, tied for, uh, for 14th at 14 under. So he's still he's still striking the ball well. I mean, but he was the clear front runner going into this match, going into this uh, this weekend. Do you see? I mean, is that? Do you see any sort? I don't know how. Like, did you see any sort of fall off, or did you just see some of these other, some of these other golfers outplaying what any expectations that we had for him? I mean, seriously, if you look at this leaderboard, it's you know, it's (laughs) you know, it's not a, it's not too many recognizable games unless you follow golf on a on a true week to week basis. Yeah. No, I don't. As far as speaking to Rom, I think he had a fine tournament. It just he never made that huge run where he started to get hot and start draining birdies. It was just consistency throughout all four rounds. Swafford had a fantastic final day, had a lot of birdies down the stretch to get him back into it. So no, it was 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not worried about Rom. He's going to Torrey Pines next week where he won the 2021 U.S. Open. So, of course, he has had success at in the past. So, no, it was just a couple guys were hot yesterday. Got the putters hot, draining some nice birdie putts, and irons are looking good. And, yeah, yeah I, I, I have to say probably the highlight of this weekend was Will Salatoris rocking a 61. Yeah. Tying the stadium course record, <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I mean, he he might be somebody to keep an eye on as we go through the season. Uh, he he was you know PGA Rookie of the Year. Uh, was that last last year or two two years ago? I believe last year. Last year, and so you know, young guy, and he obviously a sixty one. He can absolutely ball out. So might be might be a name to uh, to keep an eye on going forward. Yeah, his coming out party was last year during the early on in the season. He still had his long hair at that point in time. And yeah, yeah. He was getting all the comps to Happy Gilmore's caddy. So it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so Yeah, but, I, uh, my <laughs> my pick with Matthew Wolf, buddy. Yeah, I was just going to get into that. Uh, so going into this week, again, we are doing a, I guess, survivor kind of pool with golf. Every week we're going to pick a golfer. Once you pick that golfer, you can't use them again and also can't pick the same golfer as your opponent. So Jell got first pick last week. He was down by two strokes on the season and went with Matthew Wolf, who did not make the cut, had a plus one finish overall. So Jell, you are at minus 32 on the season. Six over in his first round. Yeah. <laughs> That's that was the killer. Yes. I knew I knew at that point like it ain't happening, especially because Patrick Cantley just took care of business. Yeah, he was pretty solid. He never got into that I guess he did after the first couple of rounds. He was up at the top of the leaderboard and then kind of had a slow moving day on Saturday, but still finished at 18 under. So those of you keeping track of the score at home, that Don't was a do it. nice 19 point swing there, Gel, from this tournament. So I am at minus 53, a cool 21 shots lower than you at this point. But season's still early. A lot of golf left to be played, but it's nice after – my Drew Locks uh, to at least be out in front here. And <laughs> I, I, went, I, I, I knew when I took Wolf, I said this on, you know, when I was making the picks that when I took Matthew Wolf, it's going to either be just absolutely God awful or he's going to ball out. Turns out it was it was the former rather than the latter. So no bueno. Yeah, it's always next week. Again, Tory Pines, the Farmers Insurance Open is this upcoming week, so we'll have those picks for you on our Friday episode. But that will do it for this one. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out on Facebook at Dead Arm Sports. Subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot of that review. Get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. As always, follow us on our socials at dead arm sports at dos gel at dos jpeg send us in any questions comments concerns that you have about the show still have a hundred percent hit rate on answering those questions on the podcast so send those in we guarantee you we will answer them otherwise gel where can they listen to us at 
if you are a podcaster out there yourself, make sure to, I, I would su- very, very highly suggest checking out Anchor. Uh, they have both a web platform, uh, whether that's Chrome or if you, you know, maybe, maybe Internet Explorer if, uh, if, if you got gray hair. Uh, other, <laughs> otherwise, they, otherwise, they also have an app uh, where you can do all your editing. You, I mean, you can, you can do your audio editing on that app, which is, which is kind of freaking nuts. And it's all free. Additionally, they allow us to spread this beautiful show out onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Pods for free. So make sure make sure to whatever chosen listening platform you're on, subscribe, rate, and review. Take a screenshot of that review. Send it to us at Dead Arm Sports on Twitter or Instagram. Hit us in the into the DMs or on Facebook just by searching Dead Arm Sports. Again, we we want your questions. We want your feedback. We want to hear everything that you guys want us, uh, Josh and I, to talk about. So, uh, you know, we're coming into the stretch. The the unfortunately the home stretch of the NFL season. And if you guys have anything, to talk, you know, regarding the NFL draft, uh, you know, and any any takes there, that would be phenomenal content. And we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. As always, appreciate everybody out there listening. We'll be back with you later in the week. We'll preview the AFC NFC championship games. Looking forward to that. Hopefully we're spoiled again by a great weekend of football and we'll catch you then. Otherwise, Joe, close us out. Time to squirm, wiggle worm. (laughs) 